Good evening, folks. Welcome to the uh, Monday night edition of the uh, SueSports.com talk show brought to you by Country 104.3 and KISS 100.5. We are joined tonight, as usual, with Tony Bonifero, our sometimes regular uh, friend of the program, Dom DeLuca. And tonight we have a special guest, uh, second-round pick of the uh, Ottawa 67s, Cooper Foster. Cooper, congrats. Uh, yeah, take us through uh, your draft night on Friday night and... Uh, you know, tell us how you found out. Did someone call you first? Did you see it first online? And uh, tell, tell us how that went. Yeah, thank you for having me on here. And um, actually, I was in my room with by myself. Huh. I was in my room by myself. Watching it on my TV. So my TV was more delayed than theirs. So I actually heard them screaming and yelling out there first before huh. I got to hear my name get called. So, oh, my yeah. God. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you must have been really excited, right? Yeah, very excited. Yeah, now, is Ottawa a team you had talked to a lot? Did you know they were interested in you, or did they catch you by surprise? How did that go? No, yeah, I talked to them quite a bit before. So I was, there's a few other teams, too, but that team was pretty interested. In, so I, knew I, had, I had a good idea for the draft. And, and Ottawa is a good organization right now. They're in a good spot, and it's a, it's a good spot for you. So I think uh, I think you should be very happy with that. I'll turn it over to your old coach here, Dom. He's got a couple questions for you. Uh, go ahead, Dom. Um, Coop, leading up to all this, um, and again, congratulations. Again, you know how I feel about you. Uh, uh, I sent you a nice text the other day. I thought it was a nice text. You loved it too. Uh, I just loved having you as a player. Um, you're just you're a special talent, and I'm just hoping for the best for you. Uh, now, now, that being said, um, leading up to this, Coop, um, interviews, that whole process there, um, was it uh, nerve-wracking at all? Like, did you find at times like, um, that just just knowing that you're going to be talking to GMs and um, trying to make that good first impression, like, how, yeah. how did that all go? Yeah, at the start, it was a little bit nerve-wracking talking to the first few teams, but after a while, I kind of got the hang of it and kind of got the nerves out, so it wasn't bad after a while, no. That's good. Was there any uh, any um, any of the teams, like anybody intimidating more than other teams? Was there anybody that you felt like, holy geez, like I'm I'm kind of nervous saying maybe the wrong thing? You know what I mean? Like it's it would yeah. be a, a tough challenge. I think you're a young man, and this is your again, this is your futures on the line. So and they want to they want to know what you're made of and and uh, see how you handle these situations. So no, I I felt like I did pretty good like throughout all the team yeah. at the start maybe i said maybe a few things wrong or something like that but after a while i got a hang of it and with the help of my agent and hendo too yeah them. oh that's great because because again um if this is something you continue to do which obviously you have those aspirations yeah you're gonna have again more interviews more that whole process there so yeah you gotta you gotta do it at some point so i guess that's uh uh important for you um now for me coop growing up you were always a top-notch player, high skill, high IQ, all those things that we, we've talked about before. I, I, I know what you can do. Um, and you're always the top, basically the top player on your team all the way through growing up. Now, you're going to another level where, again, it's it's like starting over. It's a, it's kind of a re, rebirth. You're, you're, you're looking at the bottom, all right, and you're trying trying to get your way up the ladder, so to speak. And uh, you got to take those steps up the rungs and, and find your way. Um, how do you think you're going to approach that, and how, how do you think you're going to feel in terms of, uh, again, uh, biding your time and waiting to, you know what I mean? Because like, it, it's not an easy thing to do. So, uh, again, just something uh, I thought I'd ask. 
Yeah, so this so this summer I'm going to try and put a little bit of strength conditioning on, try and get bigger, because obviously the guys in the OHL are a lot bigger, taller, stronger, older guys. So I feel like I just need to do that to be ready. And again, it is so important. Um, and again, once you are there, um, the ups and downs, again, you're away from home. And I know you did this before, uh, moving moving away for one year. But now again, you're you're moving. You're playing playing at a, a totally different level where the the caliber is obviously grade A. Um, yeah. Just knowing that you may not be a power play guy right away. You may not be a penalty kill guy right away. Um, you ever think about that mindset and and how you're you're going to approach that and and just be patient. Uh, just wondering uh, how you feel you'll, you'll be in that situation because it's it's going to be brand new to you because you've played all those situations. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously it's gonna it's gonna be really hard to just walk into the NHL or OHL or anything like that. So I feel like I'm gonna have to work for it. And any chance I get for other play, playing time or anything, I feel like I'm gonna have to be ready for it. Just take, just go hard. Yeah, take it day by day. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, ask you one more thing there, and then uh, we'll let you go. Uh, Tony's got some questions, Jim. Uh, we've got a couple more afterwards. But one thing when you played for me too, Coop, and it was funny because um, the talk was always speed high skill great shot all these good things and they were you have all these attributes that are wonderful but the one that surprised me and it made me even more um as much as i loved you as a player this this even uh brought me even closer to you as a player was uh the intensity you brought every game um yeah. and that nasty edge and and just wondering like where did that come from and was it something you always had or just kind of like knowing that maybe maybe after a while you just got pushed around a bit maybe or kids were taking runs and Finally figured it out that you know I, I got to push back. So yeah, when I was younger, I wasn't too much of a intense player. I didn't go out there and just want to hit someone. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't really into that. But I feel like throughout the years, just being pushed around, being hitting, I feel like it just grew part of part of everyone's game. You have to be a little on edge when everything. You can't be getting pushed around. So I feel like it's just grew, kind of grown into me. Yeah, no, because it was it was definitely something that again the first time I saw it, 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 it caught my eye. Like, everything else we knew. Uh, more or less the type of player you were had that there, but, but to watch you play in big games and, and to never back down. Uh, and I think your, your teammates did feed off that. And I think something that's something for you going forward that I, I, I can see you doing the same thing where you're, you're not going to back down. And again, you're going to fight for your ice and uh, especially uh, at the next level, you, you know how the game is. And if you want to get to those dirty areas, uh, you got to fight for every inch you got. So again, I can see that in you. I know you have it, but, it's just always a question. I don't think we ever really talked about that. Uh, aside from again, once in a while here and there, we know that you brought it, but it's nice to see though that you have that uh, uh, that part of the game too. So it's uh, a bonus for you going forward. Yeah, Cooper, I got two quick questions for you. Then I'll turn it over to uh, Bono. Uh, this this year being COVID, uh, you know everything's a little bit different. Did you feel a little yeah. bit? The draft's a little more uncertain, right? Like the ratings are a little more uncertain than they usually are. Yeah. You know, uh, we hear rumors around the Sioux that you're going to go in the first round, second round, and somebody will say, oh, Cooper's not going to go to the fourth round. I'm sure you hear the same thing. Were you yeah. confident uh, going in, you know, with all the rumors that you would be picked right around where you were picked or where you were not sure at all? Yeah, I was pretty confident just talking talking to all the teams with my agent and Hendo too. They just they kind of let me know in kind of the area I was going into. And I've, I've played all the Toronto kids quite most of my life, so I felt like I knew where I compared to them. So I felt, yeah, I knew where kind of where I was going. That's awesome. And then, then my last question, I'll hand it over to Bono. 
Uh, Cooper, you go to Ottawa, uh, Jack Matiers there. Uh, yeah. A guy I'm sure you know fairly well. Uh, consider that a good thing to have a friend there, a guy that you can kind of help you out a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Just bring anything, a piece of the suit down there with me will always be, make me more comfortable down there just being around him, having him there. I also think he'll guide me on the way, on the ways that they have there because he's been there for the past, what, year now? So I'm sure yeah. he knows, knows how it goes on down there. And it, also him pushing would be a big help too, just giving me that extra extra edge to keep going. That's awesome. Okay, go ahead, Bono. Well, since you guys took most of my questions, that's all right. But <laughs> Cooper, uh, congratulations, man. Very well deserved. Uh, obviously had a chance to watch quite a few of your games. And uh, and it's nice to see that, you know, you get to represent the Sioux at the uh, OHL level again. So congratulations. What um, Throughout the draft process, what was the thing that surprised you the most about the draft process? Was there some was there something that you weren't really expecting, or, or did it all kind of go as expected? Um, honestly, like this first first time around, kind of this this kind of thing is all like kind of surprising to me how many teams talk to you, how like what what they talk to you about on the Zoom calls and stuff. So just having all the teams talk on the Zoom calls and stuff is pretty. Is pretty cool. Oh, I think you're cutting out. Oh. Was that die cut out? No, yeah, a little bit, but there you go. I got you oh. again. So yeah. No, that's great. What? So obviously you went to Ottawa. Um, did you have a lot of discussion with them before the draft, or were they were they a team that you were? I know we kind of touched upon this a little bit, but were they a team that you were actually expecting to potentially go to? Um, I I talked to them a little bit more than the other teams, I guess I'd say, but not not like an overwhelming amount so I, ha I had a few other places i was gonna go and i was i was kind of i wasn't really sure on draft day where i was gonna end up but honestly i'm glad i ended up in ottawa it's a great great place and great team now obviously coach henderson put on a few exhibition games for you guys this year and you guys had a chance to play those inner squad games against each other did you hear anything from coaches that they said that those games kind of helped your draft position, that they were able to see your development a little bit throughout the throughout the year? Yeah, so most teams I talked to throughout this past two months told me that Hendo's been one of like the best coaches for putting me out there. So him like him sending us clips of me rather I'm like off the ice at the little rink in the reserve that they have, I've been there. And him sending clips of me to every team too. So I feel like, yeah, that's that's helped me quite a bit through this process. That's amazing. Is there anyone that you wanted to give a kind of props to for, or, you know, thank publicly for kind of helping you uh, develop as a hockey player and kind of getting you to this spot? Yeah, obviously all my, my, my family, all my coaches throughout the year, I had Jamie Krakow growing up as in the rep, the rep coach a few years. And obviously Dom here helped me out quite a bit last, or last year. Yeah. And this year as well pushed me quite a bit and really, really got me this draft and prepared me for this also my my family as well just pushing me along the way bringing me that that's great uh has ottawa given you any indication as to kind of what they expect from you next year going into camp um not really too much yet i think they're just waiting on the acceptance from the government to start running some things so i'm sure by then they'll reach out to me that's great. Well, Cooper, yeah. congratulations, man. Well deserved, and uh, you know you got the whole city backing you, and uh, you'll have a lot of support from us going forward. So, you know, great job, and uh, and congratulations, man. Well deserved. Thank you. It means a lot.
Thanks, Cooper. Congratulations to you. Yeah, Cooper, thank you. Yeah, amazing job, buddy. Uh, again, uh, happy to hear you talking about mom and dad there. Like, I know they they have made lots of sacrifices, and it, it is. It's it's great. Uh, I know I, I texted your dad. It's just it's always nice to know that. I mean, like how much you appreciate them and, and what they do for you, and that's so it's always a great thing. So again, for me, it's uh, sky's the limit for you. I I, I think in terms of. of how you play the game, how you approach the game. Uh, if you continue to work hard, you 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 got a, a wonderful future ahead of you. And like I said, I, as a coach, I'm just always happy that we could do something maybe to help you along the way. And, and hopefully we did. And uh, it, it was a pleasure having you as, as a player. So, again, Coop, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Right? And yeah. uh, keep up the good work. And, uh, again, work hard. Yeah, thanks, Dalmers. Pleasure having you as a coach. It was a really fun year. And everything like that oh it was, it was awesome awesome time yeah, yeah. all right good let's go all right yeah, thank, you soon, bud. thank you for having me hey you're welcome bud well guys before we get uh austin on here just uh your thoughts oh he's a he's a he's a nice kid he's happy he's, he says all the right things he's, he's obviously I mean, I mean i think that draft process has got to be a great experience right being interviewed like that for a young guy pressure situations i think that yeah. uh, you know not not even just in, in your hockey life but in your in your real life going forward i think that bodes really well for you and uh, you know yeah. another reason another reason why sports are so great right guys yeah you got you got like like i said like that's what i wanted to ask because at some point you have to face whether it's your employer or whatever when you're doing this stuff it's 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 a tough thing you got to sell yourself uh there's certain things they want to hear so yeah it's pretty uh uh it can be nerve-wracking that's for sure and it's good. It's a player with big potential, right, Bono? I think that's oh, the yeah. biggest thing there with Cooper. Is like Dom said, the sky's the limit. Don't you agree with that, Bono? Oh, one hundred percent. And yeah. you know what? He uh, he became a second round OHL draft pick, and he had Dom as a coach. So I mean, like, it, you know, he deserves all the credit in the world. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And, uh, yeah. actually, 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 everybody that comes on tonight has Dom has a coach. So that's, oh, jeez. Uh, uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> And they, still, and they still made it. It's amazing. And they so. still made it. That, that is the biggest yeah. fucking surprise. But yeah, so folks, we were go waiting for uh, Austin Fellinger, uh, the, the Hounds 11th round oh. pick. He should, he should be on soon. Uh, then after after uh, Austin, we have uh, Colin Miller, who just won a gold medal at the World Championships. Uh, welcome, Austin. How's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me. Congratulations to you, first of all, folks. This is Austin Fallinger, uh, 11th round pick of the Sioux Greyhounds. Uh, big congratulations to you and your family. Uh, talk us. Uh, we just had Cooper Foster on. The first question I asked him, I'll ask you. Uh, talk to us about the uh, the experience of getting drafted. Like, were you at home waiting? Were you hitting refresh on your computer? Were you with your family? Talk about uh, that experience with us. So actually, I was at home. I had my uh, dad, and mom, my nanny and papa, my little brother, my. Uh, I was actually downstairs and they were upstairs. Uh, I actually uh, heard them started screaming uh, before I got to see my name up there. My computer was a little slower than the TV upstairs. They all came down rushing and uh, yeah. That's awesome. Now, uh, now was that, were the Hounds a team that you had talked to a lot? Were you surprised when they picked you or? Uh... Uh, it was actually like last minute. I talked to them a week before the draft. So uh, uh, you never know. Obviously, it's a thrilling experience to get drafted. That must have been really happy, right? You must have been really happy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll turn it over. I'll let Dom ask you a few questions. Your old coach, Dom. Uh, go ahead, Dom. Ellie. Hey. How are you, buddy? Good, you? Good, buddy. 
Again, Lisa, we, we, we talked the other night, we texted, and uh, again, I couldn't be more happy for you. Uh, um, for Bono and Jim, uh, I don't know Austin. Uh, how many years have you been in, in the Sioux now, Austin? Uh, well, it's my third year. Third year here from Wawa originally. Um, again, whole family moved. Again, huge sacrifice they made for uh, him and his brothers to come and play here. Um, so it's, it's, a, it is, it's a great story. Uh, knowing that uh, you did make this track, this is something that you wanted to do. Um, before we, even, before I even ask the question, did you did you take that jersey from from me in the background? I'm missing. Uh, yeah, I, I did. You did head on. Always though, he knows yeah. the way I feel about the number thirteen. That's my number too. So uh, love it, Kelly. Um, um, what I wanted to say to you is uh, again for lots of people that don't that don't know you and. Uh, uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, the type of uh, player that you are and, and what you see yourself as. Um, I'm a huge defensive player. I'm able to use my stick really well. Um, I'm less on the physical side, but uh, when the hit needs to be hit, I uh, use my body. Uh, I'm able to see the puck, I mean, the ice really well, uh, make a tape to tape pass. Yeah, no, you, uh, and again, uh, Having that opportunity to coach you, like you're, you're kind of bang on with uh, with everything you said. For me, um, and, and I, I think you'll you'll uh, back me up if you do. What you possess a wonderful stick, um, always in, in the right spots, doing great things with it. And people that don't know how you talk about, you're you're not so physical, but it's again, it's about angles and it's about just putting yourself in good spots. For me, you're you're probably one of the nicest skaters, especially backwards. Uh, you 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 could. Even when you got yourself in trouble, you were always able to get yourself uh, out of trouble uh, very quickly uh, and, and able to get back and defend and, and do a good job there. And again, great first pass, very patient. And, and, you, and, and those are all the things that made me uh, ecstatic to have you around for years. And I, I know those years in Bantam, we uh, relied on you, you heavily. Like, you know, you know the amount of minutes you played, uh, every situation. And I think that'll, uh, that'll help you along the way. But you do have all the makings of, and I'm going to tell you, Philly, have you ever heard the term vanilla? You no. Term? Okay, so no. the term, some guys, um, they'll say, well, this guy's kind of vanilla, he's, which means plain. And you know what? When you hear that, as a coach, when I hear that, it's a good thing. It just tells you how many good, especially as a defenseman, like there's so many qualities that you you have, and it's all the things. You don't have to be that guy uh, joining the rush all the time, scoring all the goals. It's just the little things that you bring to the game. It's the nuances that probably so many people don't see. So, um, again, uh, just so proud of you uh, that, that you uh, had this this opportunity, uh, took advantage of it, and, and again, moving here in your family and having now this, this opportunity to uh, further your career, it's it's really exciting. I, I asked Coop, uh, Kelly, how, would, how did everything go with your, your interview process? Were, were there nerves? Was it... Uh, um, did you have a lot of teams you talked to, or um, how did that all go? Uh, I, I only had a couple, actually. Uh, definitely not as much as Cooper, but uh, I am a, a nervous type of guy. I don't like talking very much. I'm a quiet whoa, guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Other, other than the team. Yeah, so, uh, don't, don't even go there. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it is a whole new, uh, again, a learning experience, I guess, and and like we were talking, it's 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 just like when you're when you're going to have a job or you're 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 interviewing for anything like that uh, as you're growing older. It's uh, obviously there's going to be nerves and uh, 
you, you're going to feel that uh, there's there's some pressure there, and you you always you always want to say the right things and and, and let them know that you're willing to do the things uh, uh, going forward to get better. Now, for me, uh, things that you think you need to work on still, Feli, things that you want to improve upon uh, before you uh, make those next steps. Um, definitely rushing up in the play more. Uh, Got to start doing that. Working on my slap shot. Uh, I'm used to taking wrist shots my whole life, so I've got to work on that. And body more, like I said. And you know what? I, I think you're um, knowing mom and dad so well. Like, Dad's a big man, and I still think you've got some some potential to to really start to, to grow even more. Uh, you already got you're already a, a tall a tall boy. You're, you're, um, but like I said, with, with dad uh, being as tall as he is, there there is that opportunity for you to continue to grow and, and get bigger and stronger as well. So and that'll just again that'll just help elevate uh, your game as a as, as a D man for sure. Yeah, Bono, you got some questions there too, bud. Yeah, I actually do know Austin because he's from my hometown of Wawa, Ontario, and he was a tight end extraordinaire for the uh, Bantam, whatever team we were, and winning the championship in Sioux Minor football. So I know Austin pretty well. So congratulations, yeah. bud. Really, uh, really you, proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so a couple questions that I had was, you know, Watching you play quite a bit, I watched all the exhibition games that you guys played over this last, uh, you know, the seven or eight games that you guys played over the past season. And one thing that really stood out about you, kind of what Dom was saying, was you didn't really notice you too much on the ice. But then again, you also didn't notice what the offensive players were doing on the ice. So that's the, that, you know, that goes to show that a defenseman's doing his job. You know, what do you think is the strength of your game? I know you said your breakout pass is kind of your, your strong point, but have the Greyhounds told you anything about what they need you or what they would like you to work on over the summer? Uh, no word yet. They said uh, they'd give me a shout next week, but uh, definitely the key is patience with the puck. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. So, you know, kind of growing up in Wawa, kind of taking, uh, you know, taking a different route, sort of say, to the OHL. Can you kind of talk us through your progress from when you started playing hockey as a kid to how you ended up in Sault Ste. Marie? Uh, so I started in Wawa when I was three. Yeah, it was uh, more just skating, less of hockey. And then uh, in novice... Uh, my dad was actually the coach. Um, it was a great year. I played up that year, too, with my brother and Adam. And then uh, uh, I played up with him again that year in Pee Wee. And then my last year in Wawa, I had... Uh, I'm trying to think. It was such a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> It's all good. I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but how did you, when you ended up coming to the Sioux, was hockey part of the decision? Yeah, that was definitely one of the major parts. Uh, I wanted to get my game up there, uh, have some teammates I can rely on too. Absolutely. Do you feel like, so obviously I'm assuming that you guys are happy that you made the move, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You know, kind of, uh, kind of talk us through this last year. You know, it, you know, I know it was your draft year, and kind of not being able to get the exposure that you wanted. That must have been a little bit frustrating for you, even though it kind of worked out. Yeah, it was uh, definitely not a normal year than uh, what we expect, but uh, you got to cope with it. 
and uh, work with what you have. Did you give any thought to moving down south at the beginning of the year when they announced that there would be no hockey up here? Uh, I'd do anything to step on the ice. If uh, if I had to move, I'd definitely go down there and play. Yeah. Oh, good for you, man. So, listen, congratulations. You, uh, you know, you're a great kid. You know, when I knew you a couple of years ago, you just kind of got into football and you uh, you picked it up pretty well and you ended up being a huge asset for our team. So uh, on a personal note, thank you for that. But, you know, it's really nice, to, really nice to see where you've uh, where you've come. And, and you know what? You know, we were talking about this before, you know, a late round draft pick. The Greyhounds have a history of, you know, of late round draft picks playing for them in recent history so you know what uh, i think the door is open for you and if you just kind of put the work in and kind of see where the chips lay so congratulations man and uh it's extremely well deserved so yeah. good job thank you thank you for having me yeah uh, congrats awesome i'll go first and congrats like uh, you know the, the draft is like getting your foot inside the door and now you got to kick the door down so uh and i think you can do that from what i hear so good luck to you and i'll let dom have the last word here thank you no, you know what? I'm happy to, to say that I I had you for two years. Um, had the opportunity, and it, and it was a I mean, we've talked about it before, but it was a total pleasure having you. Um, uh, what you brought to the team, uh, it's not even just as a player on the ice. But you're such a wonderful kid, to us, and, and and you know the way I feel about you. Uh, great sense of humor, always joking around, keeping the boys loose. Like you're always always and so reliable on the ice. Um, there wasn't many situations like so you didn't play in, and I'm hoping again that that uh, uh, that experience, even at those levels, uh, helps you along the way because it's uh, um, again, you know, it doesn't get easier. But uh, um, again, any little thing over the years that that uh, that can help you along the way, it, it's it's never a bad thing. Uh, again, uh, give mom and dad my best. Uh, they're they're amazing people too, and like I said, bringing your family here and, and having the the opportunity, all three of your brothers, to play. Uh, Tells you what type of people they they are, and they have they've raised some uh, some great kids. So all the best, buddy, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Uh, you still a Canadian Tire? Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna come in and uh, we'll roll it up, and you can uh, show me uh, the hammer and nail section there, or whatever yeah. we do with that. So well, yeah, do. Handy, <laughs> <laughs> Take Thanks care, bud. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. You too. Bye bye. Take care, bud. You guys are calling. You guys are calling the poor guy boring. He just got drafted. But I know what you mean. You know, I always. I, I think I probably told you the story before. We talk about boring players. I was young, uh, as you know. I'm the same age as uh, Rob Zettler, and uh, we played. Uh, we played together. And uh, I always thought he was. He, I never thought he was good. Like when you're young, you don't know that a, a defensive defenseman is good, right? And uh, yeah, I remember. I remember. I think we were first year Peewee, and uh, he was the he was the captain. He was named captain, and I remember like saying, "What the." What the heck is this guy, captain? You know, and that's a funny skater too, right? You yeah. Know? And uh, I'm like, what is this guy the captain of the team for? He's not even good. And my dad's like, you're, you're crazy. He's like the best guy on your team. And But no one knew that because he's a defensive defenseman. And, you know, he ends up going on to play 569 games in the NHL. And uh, yeah. so boring really is a compliment to a D-man. Well, it, yeah, it really it, is. It, it truly is. And that's how it's like, I, I wanted him to know that. It's true. People will say, well, what do you think he's like? And I said, yeah, Pitt. The term vanilla does come to mind, but for me, and, and I said it to Austin and you guys too, that just tells me as a coach, especially with a defenseman, to have somebody that does so many little things the right way. He does. He's 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 a sound defender. He he really does pay attention to detail. And again, not flashy at all. That's the other term you might hear. He's not flashy, but he's he's so dependable. And that's 
check the NHL teams. You check the Montreal defensemen right now, your Sherrods, your Edmondsons. You've got guys like this. Like These guys are just big, strong, dependable players that make great passes and, uh, uh, again, good angles on pucks uh, and distributing. And, and, again, just doing a great job in front of them. All those little things. So, and Austin's uh, very smart, too. And, and like I said, he, he's going to be one of those kids that – he continues to grow too. Uh, he, he can he can be uh, a, a real force down the road. Hopefully, hopefully everything works out for him and Coop. Uh, uh, lucky enough to have those two guys the last couple of years there, so it was good. Yeah. So anyway, as we wait for Colin Miller to join us, the uh, he just won a gold medal. He'll have an interesting story for us because it wasn't a regular gold medal he won. Uh, I'll, I'll bring up an OHL uh, hot topic right now, Don. The uh, you know uh, the first female uh, ever drafted in the uh, in the. OHL, Taya Curry, the goalie, uh, drafted in the 14th round by the Sarnia Sting. Uh, I mean, I think it's awesome. But you, you hear a lot of – you got a lot of hot takes where people are, uh, you know, it's a sideshow, it's a, it's a publicity stunt, they wasted a pick. Uh, from what I hear and what I see, she deserves to be picked. I, will she ever play in the OHL? I am, I'm going to guess that she's probably going to want to save her eligibility to play college uh, uh, hockey uh, as a female. Uh it's tough for a 14th round pick of any any month any player to make it, but uh, what, what do you think of this, Tom? You know, it's funny. It's uh, because she is the first female um, in having to make that decision. So I guess she would lose her eligibility to go to a. Um, I assume it'd be the same rules. I saw her talking on TV, and she said, "Yeah, some decisions." So I assume that if she played an exhibition game, I believe that's something I really thought of. As soon as you yeah. said that, I'm going. I wonder if the rules and they should they should be. I would assume they probably would be the same. I'm just it was uh, again is we're opening up a whole new uh, again. It's 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 history in the making. Her 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 getting there. And we have a friend, Jim, a mutual friend of ours, uh, one of our our good friends. Uh, he's had the opportunity to see her play down uh, uh, in southern Ontario in that area. Uh, and and uh, he said the same thing. She's 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 a, a quality goaltender. And again. That's that's fantastic for a young girl like that to uh, um, be able to make her mark uh, in and amongst the boys, uh, especially at this age, going getting older. When yeah, again the game gets faster, shots are are, are the velocity on shots uh, the quicker, the stronger she has to be. So that's a credit to, to how good she must must really be. So um, great to hear for her and uh, uh, yeah, all this in her future. Our, our friend Mark told us that uh, that when they she played for Elgin Middlesex and uh, they won they won the Alliance which is a pretty pretty good uh, pretty yeah good league uh, they won the Alliance in Bantam which is the last year that anyone played her major Bantam year they won they won the Alliance championship and in the championship playoff game she was the goalie so it's not like she's uh, yeah. there for a free ride they, she was the at least a rotating goalie on the best team in the Alliance and Alliance is probably what the second best. Uh, Second best, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty strong league. Like with your, it's that that whole London area too. So it's a strong league yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, it can uh, year to year it can change, but there's there's some really good teams in, in that in that uh, uh, league for sure. The Alliance has a, it, it's a strong association. So I think it's good for her. I think I think one thing that might might be a problem for her uh, and is is her height. Uh, she's five seven. Uh, that 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 OH that is a small for an OHL goalie. I'm sure she makes up for it in other ways. Uh, hopefully, she gets a fair chance if she goes to camp. Uh, she probably will. She probably won't stay in camp very long. I, I don't know that. But I'm just guessing she's going to want to keep her eligibility just because maybe she was a higher pick. She might want to take a shot at making the team. And I'm really just guessing. So 
Yeah. Uh, Bono, we talked a little bit about Taya Curry as we wait for Colin. Uh, you, uh, what, what's your take on this? Yeah, uh, congratulations. I think good for her. Um, obviously, it's groundbreaking. You know, um, Sarnia, Sarnia's GM did come out before the draft and publicly stated that if she was still there, that Sarnia would take her. So I don't th- I think his kind of hands were tied and, and, you know, what he made the pick and good for him. Um, I don't think she's going to I don't think she's going to play in the OHL. Um, no five seven goalie has made the OHL. I don't think in the last 20 years. I know if you look at the stats, you know, they're actually going for taller goaltenders now. And, uh, you know, if you're not six feet tall, a lot of times you're not even really looked at. And I do. I think she's in a tough spot because, you know, what does she do, right? If she has the chance to make history and be the first female goalie to play in an OHL exhibition game, but then she could lose her four-year scholarship to the States, right? Which no doubt she's going to have plenty of offers for that. So she's in a pretty tough spot. I know everyone's celebrating it and good for her for being drafted, but you know, she is going to have uh, some tough decisions to make going forward. I, I saw her talking on on, the, on TV the other day, and she said she's just happy with to be an honor to be the first uh, female in this position. She she seemed to have a really really good head on her shoulder, so uh, so good for her. You know what? I hope if she decides to stay, that she gets a fair shot and gives it a go. If uh, if that's a decision she makes, and I I think she will. So so good for her. Uh, you know, as as we wait uh, for Colin uh, to come on, if he's coming, I don't know. Uh, we'll move on and talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the experience of, uh, and actually Colin is, is one of those guys, the experience of, of not getting drafted. You know, we got, we got a lot, a lot of good Sioux kids around, kind of feel like we, we wish they would have got drafted. But it's a sad time, but it's not the end of the world. Dom, you, you, you're pretty well qualified to talk about this, you know. And, and there's some guys we could name that we think that, you know, should have got a shot late. Uh, they, they were neglected in the draft, but, you know. It is what it is. Dom, what do you think of this? Yeah, it's it's tough it's, to never hear your name, especially when you know your, your friends too and, and players that you've played against. Uh, uh, all of, all if, if they're hearing their name and you're not, it's it's a it's a tough pill to swallow. Sometimes like it's it is. You're, you we all have egos. Uh, we all think that we can play. Uh, and now it's time, especially when guys don't get that that uh, that call that nod. Uh, really really bear down if this is something you really want to do then you've got to really push in now and, and, and kind of make this uh become a reality even though it's it's going to be maybe tougher than ever and it is I, again i've had so many guys like colin colin is one of the best examples you'll ever have but there's uh some of some of, the, some of his good friends uh even with jared burton uh, zach larue these guys were all even even having a hard time making the midget team at, at some point uh, uh brett finley uh, all these, these are, like I said, I could go on, but these are, those are prime examples of guys that I just had the opportunity to coach that were, uh, again, maybe undersized, uh, according to scouts and whatever else, and, and maybe not ready at that time, but, uh, uh, they're all still playing professional hockey at this time. And, and that's just hats off to, to their work ethic and, and knowing what they needed to do to, to get to that level. Cause again, I, I know myself, uh, uh, I was I was disappointed to hear about uh, a couple of our players that that uh, I thought would have that opportunity to get drafted uh, uh, this past weekend. Uh, their names uh, uh, didn't come up, uh, and again, it, it is tough. It's uh, I reached out and let them know how I felt, and because it is, it's 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 never an easy thing for a young kid. That, that's a that's a big blow um, when when even though they're 15, something that they've 
they put a lot of time in already. So, um, but you really got to let them know that it is just, it's again, it's a, like, like Bono had said, it's your foot in the door, but uh, so many guys have done it on invites and just continue to get better. And sometimes those, those free agents that do come in, they can actually pick their spot and say, you know what, I'm, I'm a year older, you're mature. I can, I can go to a place that maybe needs me or get an invite somewhere and, and maybe turn some heads that way. So, uh, again, you're not bound to that one team, so to speak. So there's there's always a way that things can can turn out for these players. And and uh, I know going forward that uh, uh, some of these guys that maybe are sad today and uh, after the other day, not just here in the Sioux, everywhere, they'll, they'll get that opportunity. And, and uh, one day, you know, if this is something they really want to do, that they'll figure it out. So, so my th- response to Dom, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, who are the last two successful NHL players from Sault Ste. Marie? Tyler Kennedy and Colin Miller, right? With actual substantial careers. Tyler Kennedy played Bantam AA hockey. You know, like the kid didn't even play AAA, right? And then Colin Miller, they're same thing. Didn't, didn't Colin Miller play high school hockey one year? Yeah, he, he chose that though. But yeah, yeah, he did. He chose it, but he did. He played yeah. high school hockey. So yeah. these both those guys had unconventional paths to get to their end game, right? And you, yeah. know, you, look, you look at guys like the Pelon brothers, right? The Pelon brothers had a, pr- a very successful OHL career, not yeah. drafted. You know, there's lots of guys from the Sioux who weren't drafted who still went on to have successful OHL careers or successful careers playing NCAA. And the other thing, too, is, you know, being drafted, it's a terrific accomplishment. There's no question. But, you know, there's only a certain number of OHL teams. There's a lot more NCAA schools out there, right? So there's still an opportunity. There's more of an opportunity to go play in the States than people think. And I really wish that some people would, you know, even take that into consideration more. You know, if you get a full-ride scholarship to a school like Notre Dame, that education itself is worth more than any other hockey career you could have, right? Because you can get any job you want. So, you know, I really think people need to kind of look at that aspect and look at the education factor as well. It is. It's, it's, it's always a huge, it's a huge, uh, I, I know living up in the North, we have an OHL team like, like the Greyhounds. Did we lose Bono? Uh, you, you must have said something bad. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. No, but but again, uh, a lot of kids have those aspirations because they've they've been around the Sioux Greyhounds. They've heard about the OHL, so uh, those are always in people's uh, the back of their minds. But again, we know the NCAA route uh, is a route that's awesome. Um, I gotta let I gotta let Bono know. Uh, uh, I think he had the wrong person. Tyler Kennedy did play AAA hockey uh, in Bantam. Uh, he was a Bantam a Bantam AAA player, and I think he might have played a year up. Uh, I know him and Kelsey Wilson were playing at that time together. Uh, I know Matt D'Agostini didn't play uh, midget AAA to start. He might have been another guy in, in the in the same realm as the Burtons and stuff. So, and Matt D'Agostini again, wonderful player, still playing in Switzerland. He's just another guy to add to that. But uh, just so Bono, just so he he uh, he might have had the wrong person with uh, with Tyler. But uh, uh, again, though, Tyler was an undersized guy. He had to work his way to to to, to really um, you know, you know, with a name for himself. One example we can use about the OHL draft, Dom, and I'll say it because I, I know this age group and Colin is supposed to come on. He, he, he's a 92. The 92s that got drafted, uh, the, and I might forget somebody here, but because it's a while ago, but uh, Dave Quinnell and uh, Chris Bonomo, they were they were they were like second round picks, if I remember correctly. They they were high picks, and uh, they they went on and had good OHL careers, and uh, yeah. both played uh, CIS hockey after. 
but the only 92s, and I and I could be wrong, but the only 92s that I know played pro hockey were Colin, who's still playing in the NHL, and uh, and uh, Brett Finley, who's still playing. So that's right. Yeah, those are the only two that year, and neither one of them got drafted. So that's right. Yeah. So uh, and, you know, I also remember another story about not getting drafted. Uh, I could talk to you about uh, about uh, uh, you know Owen Hedrick, who did get drafted late, but. Uh, uh, you know, I, I remember I was with Dave. We were away, and, and it was and uh, Owen's draft was coming up. And he said to me, he "Goes, we kind of hope that, you know, if if Owen's going to go late, we kind of hope that he doesn't get drafted." And uh, I know Dave listens to our show, so if I'm saying something wrong, Dave, let me know. But he said we kind of hope Owen doesn't get drafted. If he's going to get drafted late, we kind of rather pick and choose where we want to go, right? Like, you know, if he's going to go 14th round. Uh, you know why? Why get drafted? And he ended up going the uh, Lake State route, and then he ended up going to Erie. So uh, you know he ended up getting the uh, the full gamut. He he he's been everywhere, which is amazing yeah. for him. He had that OHL experience and the uh, Lake State experience. But I I know I had said that to you, um, these guys get an extra year to develop, and then like you said, they can kind of maybe even pick their spots because you can get teams that are saying, "Well, Jesus, got another good year. Like we want to invite them to our camp, and then you can kind of pick." So again, there are, there are uh, pros and cons to. Uh, all these things that take place. So I think our buddy's here, eh, Millsy? Oh! What's up, Kurt? There's our guy oh, right What's that? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. Did you turn on your air conditioning? Yeah, oh, yeah, she's blasting now. I hope so. <laughs> Millsy, look at my shirt. Look at my shirt. That's, oh, That's yeah, my surgeon. That's a beauty, eh? Okay, wow. folks, we got we got uh, Colin Miller with us uh, of the uh, Buffalo Sabers. He just recently uh, played in the uh, World Championships. He played, uh, I believe, three games, Colin, and then uh, got hurt and yeah, uh, had to come uh, home. Three or four, four games, three. and then yeah, broke my hand. So just in the so, rehab uh, I mean, process right now. That must have been a pretty fun experience, and uh, you know, I know as a fan watching the team come together, and uh, you know, I guess at that time you were a fan too, watching the team really come together and uh, pull together and uh, pull off some really exciting wins. It was nice to watch. Uh, you want to talk to us a little bit about uh, the experience of being there? Yeah, sure. It was great. Um, obviously, uh, they just had to trim the fat there. Once I went, they uh, they started really rolling. So. Uh, <laughs> No, it was great. It was a great experience for me. Um, awesome to see the guys come together. I mean, we were playing well the first three games. We just weren't scoring. And then, um, you know, everything seemed to click for them. They uh, snuck into the medal round and, um, you know, had a couple of great games there, one against Russia, uh, you know, and then beating Finland in the end. So um, it was great. Really happy for them. And it was fun to watch. Yeah. Now, when you first got the call to go, Colin, was that a tough decision? I know you... You got your family. Your season's over. It was kind of a rough season. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you could you could shut it down if you want, or you got a chance to go represent your country and uh, you know go someplace a little bit different and uh, travel to Latvia. Was that a tough decision to decide to go? Uh, no, I think obviously anything, any chance you get to represent your country. I mean, that was the first time for me that I ever got uh, this experience, and you know, who knows if it'll ever come around again. So. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think, you know, a lot of guys that were on that team there, I mean, obviously it's all teams that are out of the playoffs. So, um, you know, guys are frustrated with their year and, and as was I, you know, and as with, you know, kind of, kind of frustrated with how hockey was, you know, going throughout the year. So fun to, uh, fun to come together with a group like that and, uh, you know, have kind of a, a more positive way to end the year. Yeah. I'll just say one more thing before, and then I'll pass it off to Dom. I mean, when they scored the, uh, 
the overtime goal. I, I actually texted on the guys were so happy and so it's nice to see because you know you kind of wonder the guys really get into that tournament or not. You kind of saw it building, but the, the the pure joy when they when they got that overtime goal. I, I thought it was great to see. It must have been fun for you to watch too, right? Yeah, it was. I think uh, I saw Connor Brown was doing an interview the other day, and he was just saying it was just fun to fun to play some you know you know fun winning hockey again. I mean, it can be tough when when you're losing a lot of games, and you know it gets stressful obviously through a year there in the, in the NHL if you're not doing well. So to have uh, that ending for those guys was it was great. Pretty crazy. Though. There's some pretty uh, some pretty crazy performances like like. Connor Brown himself and Mangiapane comes there. He was unbelievable. Henrique, uh, and then even some of those young kids like the Owen Power. He was playing some big minutes. I mean, he's had some some. Uh, they put him. They put him into some uh, some stressful situations for him, which is great they, to see what he's made of. And uh, he looked he looked great. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, I think you never. I mean, especially going to this team, you never. You don't. Not as many big names, so you're not really as familiar with the guys. And then. You know, you get to meet them, and um, you know, I, I think it's pretty easy on a on a Canadian, you know, group of team. I mean, the guys are pretty similar across Canada. I feel like that you that you meet, you know, in the NHL and stuff like that. So it was good. They came together early, and uh, yeah, they they obviously just just got rolling, and, and it was great. But that Owen Power kid, I think he's going to be a stud. I mean, yeah. um, really exciting. Just kind of, I'd never seen him play, obviously, you know, and then to get him to see him firsthand. And, Buffalo is going to have, uh, you know, a choice obviously to make with the with the first overall pick. So we'll see. But but everything I saw, he was uh, he was fantastic. Awesome. I got to ask you, um, now like Jerry Glant, Gerard Glant. I call him Jerry because uh, he was a Red Wing, so I, I kind of got the. Uh, and he, he's 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 uh, he's a Maritimer, and I was a Maritimer for five years. But anyways, I, I've I've heard nothing but great things about him. Uh, um, throughout his career or whatever else. And, and even now as a coach, um, it just seems like he, he's a good coach and, and, a, and a, a guy that you really want to play for. He's got that uh, uh, that way with his players that seems to, to spark your energy and to, to really play hard for him. So if you want to talk about him a little bit. Yeah, he was fun. I was fortunate to, you know, have him in the next there for two years. When we had to, yeah. You know, But I'm sure he was a big reason, you know, me and, and I've never, you know, had a guy who's thinks they say a bad thing about him. He's honest, he's, uh, straight to the point. He doesn't, doesn't, doesn't talk to his players sometimes, you know, it's so, it's so repetitive, the kind of the, the season and the, and, you know, the things that are being said, but, you know, I think if, if coaches talk too much you know it kind of, it kind of loses the the meaning of what they, when they when they really want to get something across so great about that and just kind of you know if something needs to be said it would be said if not then uh you know kind of let the older guys or whoever take care of it and he was great he was great to me you know gave guys opportunities if they deserved it if they didn't you know you weren't playing and i think as a player that's all they can really ask for Oh yeah, that's good to hear. That um, again. Uh, what do you what do you think of his chances of uh, getting back into the game, like fairly soon, maybe even? Have you ever heard any rumors or it? Uh, I think I think he'll be I think he'll be back in soon. I mean, I don't know if uh, you know. There's so, so many there's so many cooler right now as, as it, it always seems to happen at the end of the season. You know, four or five teams that are looking for a new coach. So I would be surprised if he wasn't you know back in um, you know this next year. I think he's. 
I think he's ready now. You know, I think that was, uh, you know, I think some fire a little bit more personal than others. And I think in, Be in Vegas there, you know, that one uh, was a little frustrating for him. But, um, yeah, I'd be surprised if he wasn't back in the game soon. Yeah, well, and again, going to that championship, and again, going on three, a lot of it's on your players as well, but uh, there must have been some great things being done by the coaching staff themselves too. So that's that's a feather in his cap and that whole coaching staff too. That's really amazing to to, to go from where they were to uh, winning a championship. So again, I think that's for those guys too, uh, um, besides the team, the, the coaching staff uh, uh, as well. Um, you know what? Mills, uh, no, there was there was somebody from the Sioux there too. I just wanted to throw this at you because I, one of the therapists or it was a Don Nicoletta. There, there was a I, yeah. I seen that in the. Uh, I was just wanted to ask because I Jim and I know Dominic like the dad. I think that's his dad, isn't Dominic? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that family. I don't know him. But yeah, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a West Ender. He grew up uh, in the Sioux. Now he's in Ottawa with the Senators. So he's, he's a Paisan, eh? What's that? He's a Paisan. He's a Paisan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, like a uh, fits, fits right in the Sioux, you know. So uh, no, he was uh, he was there, yeah, and he was there, he was the like the head, um, you know, athletic trainer and that. But he worked on me actually quite a bit, and then you know we were talking with with this going on and that. But it was funny, yeah, when I when I saw that kind of on the thing, Sault Ste. Marie, you know, it's small world, I guess. Yeah, it is. It, it, yeah, and I heard the name too with Nicoletta, and again, right away. Living here, you know somebody that knows somebody, whatever. So I go, oh, Nicoletta, I know, I know his dad or his, his uncle, maybe John, whatever it was. But yeah, he was, he was great. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, again, small world, and, and you never know when you're going to hook up with people. I was telling, I was telling Jim to one of the assistant coaches that uh, my the first time I've ever golfed in my life, I, I was at a summer tournament in uh, in Flint in Brunswick, and uh, Mike Kelly, uh, right. was, I was I was paired with Mike Kelly, and he played at UNB and. He was just—he was a great, great guy. Even even uh, back then, when I had an opportunity to meet him, and uh, we had a few pints together there that day. And he was just—he uh, was a really good guy too. So yeah, I know he's been doing it forever and ever now. So yeah, he's been with Turk, I think, for a while. Well, oh I yeah, they won those. He won those um, those championships together when they were um, in the queue in the queue there with Hugo yeah. and those teams. You know, St. John's. So. They've been together yeah. a while, and then obviously uh, and this and that. But yeah, Kels is great. He's uh, same, pretty, pretty full of suit with Turk. You know, yeah, 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 they are. And just, uh, just uh, you know, calls like it is. So they take care of themselves. Uh, those sure those next, next place Turk goes. Yeah, nice, Mono. Colin, nice to see you, bud. I, uh, you Thank know, you. I watched you grow up with the Greyhounds. I was the pen I was the visiting penalty box guy, so I got to see you quite a bit from the other side of the penalty box. So nice <laughs> yeah. to see kind of where, uh, where you've come uh, and where you've kind of where you've made it. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is we kind of we talked to a lot of young kids here in Sault Ste. Marie and a lot of young hockey guys here in the Sioux, and we kind of talk about how everyone has to take a different path. You know, a lot of people think if they don't get drafted into the OHL, then their careers are pretty much over. Can you kind of talk a little bit about your path and your journey? Because I know you kind of took a little bit of a unique path to get to where you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played. So my draft year to the OHL, I ended up playing high school hockey for uh, Mike Cowan. Um, just was just was kind of at a stage where I wasn't sure if, you know, if I wanted to play hockey or what I was what I was in for and saw my buddies playing uh you know, high school sports and that, and, you know, you're, when you're a kid, you know, that's something that's, uh, 
you know, on your radar as well when you're, when you're in high school and, and whatever. So went there, had a great year there. It was a lot of fun. And then, um, you know, kind of, kind of figured that I had to, uh, you know, if I wanted to take, take this seriously about hockey, we would just get back in. And then I played a year with the North stars year with the Thunderbirds. And then I was with the hounds for three years. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would definitely say that, um, Opportunity is going to be there for for a long time. I think if you're a good enough player, you, you'll you'll get found. And um, I would just say that you know if you're if you love the game and you're passionate about it and you're and you want to you know keep working at it and, and and really you know take a serious run at it, then that's what you have to do. But um, you know you obviously have to put in the time and you obviously have to put in the put in the work. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. But I think. The opportunity is always there, um, you know, as you're as you're growing up from, you know, whatever, 15 to uh, to 20, you know, that I see a lot of guys that are overagers and in, in the in the OHL, you know, end up getting a contract or getting a tryout after, you know, with an NHL club and, and doing well. So um, or, you know, with that being said, going to going to college hockey at a, at a later date. So um, there's a lot of hockey teams out there. There's a lot of opportunity out there. It's just about definitely your, um, your own kind of passion and your own, your own drive. And then obviously you, you have to be good enough as well. But, um, I think the most important thing is obviously the passion and drive that, that, that you're going to put into it. That's great. So we're going to play a little rapid fire game here. If there's a question you don't want to answer, just say pass, but we're going to kind of cover a couple topics here. So first things first. So. Toughest barn to play in the OHL? Uh, I hated Plymouth. Plymouth was always just, they had a tough team to play against, so I hated that. But. Toughest NHL barn to play in? Um, I'll say probably San Jose. When I was in Vegas there, it was a tough place to go in and try and win a game. Did you have a welcome to the NHL moment? Um, I don't know if I had a moment. I think when I when I got traded to Boston there and I played my first couple of games, meeting uh, just meeting and Chara Bergeron, um, you know, Marshy, guys like that that are, that are kind of you know legends and uh, you know are going to be I think around in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. That was kind of my oh these are uh, these are your teammates now. They're not really you know your your idols anymore. So that was that was kind of mine. Toughest forward to play against. Um, I think McKinnon or McKinnon or uh, McDavid. Obviously, they're so fast, so shifty. You don't know if they're if they're trying to get off the ice once they get on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, what was going to ask us? Oh, better better pizza, Boston or Sault Ste. Marie? Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, I love it. Okay. Shout out to the Sioux. I like it. Best pizza place in Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Mrs. B's maybe Aurora's. Aurora's. Good call. What's a big Come on, way to get to your place too now, though? Eh? Yes. <laughs> the dishes make it all the way out to your place, or what? Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> you gotta get it. <laughs> what's the biggest? What's the biggest misconception that the casual fan has about being an NHL player? Um, ooh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's a grind. Like it's, it's a long season. I think just, you know, maybe not realizing how, uh, how busy you are. I mean, you have your, you have your time to have fun and, and, you know, 
time with your family, but I mean, you're literally day to day to day to day traveling, uh, practicing, doing whatever, you know? So it's just, it's just the grind. It's busy. Mills, if you don't ask me, sorry, Bono, give me a, a little, just a little run through with COVID this year and how all that went down. Cause it just seemed like, like, again, some of the rinks playing like it was just, uh, that whole grind, it just seemed like it must have been tough on the guys uh, some days going into empty ranks and testing. And Yeah, uh, it, was, it was more just how many games we were playing. Well, it was how many games we were playing, and then you couldn't you couldn't leave any hotel on the road. Yeah. You got into the hotel road, and then you're sitting in your hotel, you know, waiting around until practice. Like, you can kind of go hang out with the guys in the hospitality room. But it's just, it's just kind of like – it's just repetitive, the same thing, you know what I mean, which is – which is fine, but it's like some the, one of the one of the, I think one of the best things about being you know being able to play in the NHL is like you go you see other cities you get to walk around you get to hang out with the guys have dinner you know stuff like that so well, for sure yeah that you that you kind of really miss and then the schedule this year was just insane you're playing every game you're playing you know whatever four games a week most of the time and then it, yeah. And then the test, the testing was annoying, but once you got in the stream, right, it's just every day kind of get a, get a test in the morning and then go from there. You can probably do your own after, right? Just like, here, give me that thing, just you know, shove it right up my nose and just, just get the show on the road here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your own uh, box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and my last question, Colin, what's your favorite hockey memory? It doesn't have to be NHL related. Just what's your favorite memory of playing hockey? Um, probably, uh, I don't, I mean, probably the, probably the run that we had in Vegas, I don't, I gotta, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. the run we had in Vegas was, um, I mean, that was something that I'll, I'll never forget. It was, you were right there and you were, you know, two, two hockey teams being, only two hockey teams being played, you know, pretty much all across the world. So everybody's watching and everything's heightened and everything's just, just, you know, intense to the max. So that was that was probably uh, was probably right at the top there. And one thing I wanted to ask about Vegas too quickly was, you know, a lot of hockey players, a lot of people just in general, right? After the season, they all say, we're going to go to Vegas to unwind and they kind of go to Vegas, right? Was it tough playing in Vegas with all the temptation around and all that? You know, is that – do other players kind of struggle with that or is it just kind of uh, it's there and we just, you know, we just know to stay away? <laughs> um i don't know i think uh i think it wears off like it's when you're living there you're living you know 25 minutes outside the outside the strip and it's actually beautiful like there's it's you know it's 80 degree heat 85 whatever it's, it's beautiful out, you know it's the nice communities and stuff like that so we're living out there a lot um but i mean we you know we enjoyed ourselves the first year and it was it was a lot of fun but then it it gets you know you, you you gotta play hockey too, and you know, try and be prepared for for the hockey games and all that stuff, right? So you gotta you gotta have a bit of a balance. Oh, that's great, Colin. We really appreciate you doing this, and I don't. I think the other guys have some more questions, but um, you know, just watching you and watching you know where you came from from your first year with the Hounds, it's amazing to see. And I know that we use you as a reference, talking to younger kids about you know a different path to get to where you want to go. So you know, you've been an inspiration to a lot of kids. It's here, so we really appreciate that, and uh, you're really representing the Sioux extremely well. So thank you. Bono, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Bono, can I ask you a question? Where are you? I'm at my house. I'm at the lake. I'm on lockdown. 
You know, you're at the link. I'm asking where Bono is. I know where you are because I know you're quarantining. You probably get in trouble if you were somewhere else. Oh, look at this guy, Bono. He's I don't know. Where, I thought he's in Hawaii or something. I hear the no, you're background. I buy white. I buy okay. white pines. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I I, I knew uh, you were out there, but uh, yeah, Bono. He's at a different location every time, Mills. Every time we do something, he's got hot spot there. Yeah, no, he's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Colin, do you have your gold medal yet? No, I don't. Um, yeah, hopefully I'm. Uh, hopefully they're sending that over. And I don't even have my gear. I I picked up and left from Latvia. You know, kind of the next morning after um, my hand broke to get surgery in Toronto, and then then came home. So, so any yeah, I hope, hope they send me everything. Oh yeah, little on top. Now, any chances you head back to Latvia for like a vacation, like a nice family vacation? <laughs> What's your big uh, laugh? I don't know. It was, it was all right. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, Sweden or Italy or any of those other countries, but uh, it was, yeah, we were, we were stuck in a hotel there for a while. So those guys, those guys that, uh, you know, went all the way, ended up winning. It was, uh, it was great to see because they've been, uh, been grinding in the hotel for a while. It's a long tournament. Eh? When you think about it, that's a long, yeah, ball. A long... yeah, 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 it is. And it's, you know, it's, Starting off, starting off, you know how we did there was they. I think it was a little bit. Oh boy, what's going on here? But then, uh, nice way to finish, and uh, you know, definitely makes it worth their their uh, commitment. Because uh, I know Jim was getting up in the mornings and, and, and making, making bets every day. He's like, "Holy crap! Like, because this tournament never ends, man!" Like, so well, it's just, yeah. <laughs> well, lots of action all the time. There's not not a lot of goals over there. There's a lot of under bets. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he was heavy on the under too. So. It was, yeah, uh, it was they, packed, they, they packed the house there. Those some of those European teams are just block shots, but yeah, packed the house. Yeah, they really do. Hey, eh? holy moly! There's yeah. a couple of teams there. I was like, Finland, well, Canada was able to get through, but they seemed like they were that whole tournament there, kind of like that. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. But Tom, you gonna be able to work out with your hand, or you're gonna have to take some time off? We just got a stationary bike actually delivered to the house here, so we were putting that together. And uh, no, I think it should be fine. I'm hoping that maybe next week, uh, get back in the gym and start moving around or whatever else, just because it's coming quick. You know what I mean? It's two and a half, well, three months, I guess. It'll be a little later starting this year for the NHL, but uh, turnaround's quick, so i got to get... Uh, yeah, it comes fast, too. Now, Bill, was it like a broken bone in your finger or something? Or like a... It was, just, um, it was like a, a bone in here off my thumb, and then my, yeah. thumb, my thumb was dislocated. Listen, blocking shots, you're unbelievable. Who, whose shot was it? I forget, because I was watching. Uh, I, I don't know how I uh, – I was probably trying to jump all the way, but it hit me. Like <laughs> yeah, targeted. He caught your head. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah, I'm watching. going, saw you on the bench. I'm going, oh, my God. And then, you know what? I kind of, like, it's not back. And then, then, then so you actually left. You had to go – you just – you left right away, no? Yeah, yeah. We just got an x-ray, and then it was kind of um, – well, you got to get surgery. It was one of those things where you, I think you kind of want to get surgery sooner and later just because uh, – Yeah. It needs to be reset or whatever. We didn't have any Latvian uh, uh, doctors on speed dial either. Well, was saying, uh, you want to get it done over here? And I was like, no, I think I'll uh, get it, get it squared yeah. away. Oh, well, it's true, though. Like, you, you want to go back and, and make sure that uh, – because you, you did it in Buffalo as well, no? No, I did I ended up doing it in Toronto. Oh, well, you did? Okay, sorry. Just because I did a little of my quarantine. Yeah. There, but, yeah. Uh, yeah well, was, that makes sense, though, too, right? So. Yeah, it was it – was, it was, it was somewhere over here where we're going to do it. Yeah. Right on. Now, uh, just a couple, just one more. Uh, next year coming up, 
What do you think? You guys, you guys uh, um, had some good games going on afterwards. I know with Granado, I think he he taken over there to uh, take over the reins for uh, uh, Ralph uh, Kruger. And uh, again, the, I, there was seemed to be maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. There was some good hockey being played. I know with some of your younger guys, like even Middlestat and stuff, some guys were kind of stepping up and 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 starting to play well for you guys. So. Um, I just wanted to quickly maybe touch on that too going into next year. If you, uh, I know a lot of people were like just getting all over you guys for a bit there. You had your, your skit, but I, I did see some really good things uh, later on. Even Reinhardt was hot. And so yeah. if you want to touch on that a little bit, maybe. No, no, it was right. I mean, it was frustrating. Nobody wants to go through a year like that. And, uh, it, it's, it's tough. Like I was saying earlier, you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's not, uh, there's, there's not a hockey locker room or a hockey team when you're when you're losing games, right? And yeah, um, it can be tough and, and frustrating. But I think you know a lot of the a lot of the character um, you know gets shown, especially in you know tough times like that. So um, and it did show through with some of the young guys. So I think that I think that um, you know with the young with the young group that they have there, and that you know will we'll kind of be sorted out more um i don't know what's gonna happen you know with coaching and, and stuff like that and whatever else but um no i think it's just a summer where, where everybody on that team kind of goes home and and focuses on focuses on themselves and, and realizes that you know there's there's going to be opportunity next year there has to be you know with with um you know the situation there and things things need to be changed and and they're not working so um guys have wanted more opportunity and and um uh, you know feel like they deserve more which you know i i think that i that's something that i would you know hope for in the future just you know come come back and show you're ready to go so yeah uh, um that's kind of the focus and drive on you know well there's a like there really is like uh, who's your first round of the show i'm sorry i'm forgetting his name right now for the world juniors uh, the, the played all year you guys yes him? yeah you got there, there's just so much uh, in the olofsson kid like there's like i know a lot of the guys and i'm just saying i go you know what there's there's got to be a way where you guys find it and the, yeah. the talent's there. And, and again, you had a rough stretch and I, I do think you guys kind of uh, turned the corner there and did some good things to, to end your season. So again, you have to take uh, um, small, I guess, victories, so to speak, and kind of take that into next year. So hopefully everything works out for you guys though. So Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. It's, it's, like I said, it's frustrating. There's nothing you can do, but uh, put your head down and, and kind of work and, um you know we'll see we'll see i think there'll be some changes i think that uh you know i think kevin adams is a is a real sharp guy the gm they have there yeah. um but you know he was learning last year as well i think um a lot was put on his shoulders and uh you know i think that uh he handled it well but moving forward everybody wants to be better and uh you know go from there yeah well that's all you can do eh? But it's funny. It's funny, Colin. My wife's sending a message there. Just, just the impact that you that you guys can have on people. Uh, my, my cousin in Sudbury, her son. Uh, you saw him someplace. You must have been with Brian, and you talked to him, and uh, he thought you were really nice. And uh, you're his favorite player in the NHL now. Yeah, it's probably been like two, three years. He's got your jersey down in the basement and all that stuff. So oh, it's nice. And you, you've all, you've always been good like that. You're always nice to uh, to my kids and stuff like that. And uh, the impact you guys have, it, uh, it's appreciated that uh, you're always you're always been good like that. So. Just appreciate oh, that. Thank you. Yeah. No, we're fortunate. I mean, everybody that plays in the NHL obviously has worked hard, but I mean, uh, you know, you get a lot of breaks along the way and you get, you get very fortunate to be in this position. So uh, happy to, happy to do things like this and, you know, that's good. Well, thanks, thanks, for, thanks a lot uh, for joining us. Let's go watch the uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, 
trek to the Stanley Cup, and uh, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. something, eh? Crazy. crazy. What? what? You should be betting all that games. That Jesus, Jim. They're making some coin. No, Millsy. You know what? Again, like Jim said, I wanted to thank you too. Uh, whenever we're talking, you and I, it's always fun. We always have a good laugh, and and. Uh, uh, before the COVID thing too, you coming back and helping at, at even my little hockey school and stuff that we do. It's, it's the best time just hanging out with you guys. And, and, and again, we do, we have two weeks of laughs and just getting, ahead. it is, it's, it's awesome. It's the academy. It, it, yeah. The old academy, <laughs> old academy. So you know, you know what? Yeah. It's always a pleasure. Like I said, um, anytime I text or you text, whatever, it's, it's, it's just nice to know that uh, you're doing great and uh, continuing to, to have success and and we're, we're proud of you here so um uh, we'll talk soon anyways i, I know i'll be uh sending you a text and definitely, definitely. checking check in on you seeing that the, uh, the hand's okay and you're getting okay my friend all right buddy thanks thanks again buddy we'll talk to you soon okay enjoy your night enjoy the ac too eh? <laughs> take care bud Okay, Dom, that's about it. We'll be back tomorrow night, talk some NHL. Uh, I referenced the, uh, the the Miracle Habs, I guess we could call them. Uh, oh, they, God. They're, they're just rolling in this. So tonight they'll try to wrap it up. You think they get it done tonight, Dom? Uh, it's hard to think they're not. Just with how lethargic and how it's it's almost, I don't know, like inept. Is that a word we can use for, for Winnipeg right now? It doesn't make sense. What's going on? I like the word lethargic. I, I know the charge is important, but it's, it's – it's just I don't know I don't know what's happening there. The the, the effort the effort's not fantastic and I, you know what I, I, you know what maybe we got to give credit to Montreal because they, they made Toronto play bad for the last three games too right so uh, yeah you know uh, a ton of credit to be honest with you and yeah. we touched on it before they they have a world class goalie and he's kind of proving himself as such a calming influence and then and then their back end has been awesome and guys are just guys are stepping up. All those, all those little deals they made are looking looking good. Like I know we're going to talk about it tomorrow a little bit more, but guys like Corey Perry, these guys are really stepping up, and uh, everybody's contributing. Yeah, and and we'll save we'll save the Shifley uh, discussion for tomorrow night. I think Bono probably can have lots of. Yeah, I want to, to weigh in on Bono, that. Bono. Uh, one thing I, I said this the other day about Montreal because it looks like they're playing so hard, right? I remember the the old Edmonton Oilers story when they lost to the Islanders. Uh, the fourth, the Islanders' fourth cup, and uh, the players walking by the dressing room and seeing the Islanders—they weren't even celebrating. They're so sore and tired, and they had left it all on the ice. And you know, the Oilers kind of learned, "Hey, that's what we got to do." You know that old story that goes yeah. around. It kind of feels to me like Montreal is that team. They're leaving it all on the ice, and uh, you know, uh, and the other teams aren't. That could be wrong, but does it doesn't have that kind of feel to it. Yeah, it does. A hundred percent. It's sometimes. It doesn't take much to get some confidence and then get some magic going. Hey, and then you, you're like, again, a couple of games, you, you believe in yourself because people are going to say what they want, how good they thought Toronto was or wasn't. But again, on paper, they were such a, a more, uh, a higher ranked team in terms of, again, a star power, everything that you could think of was against Montreal, even in that series. Uh, and uh, they kind of handled them pretty easy those last three games. So they, like you said, magic can happen. Hey, you, you Bottle that up and get going. So they've they've been hot. Don, maybe, maybe the Leafs, the the, the Habs finish them off tonight, and uh, Colorado and uh, Vegas go beat themselves each other up for another three nights, and uh, mm -hmm. someone walks in tired. And uh, you know, I, I would never, I, I'm I'm starting to not count out Montreal. So I mean, it, it it's hard to. And again, that could go 
when I watch those two teams play, I'm still watching, like watching Vegas and, and Colorado. And again, I won't get too into it, but I'm, I'm saying this series is just, it's in hyper speed and, and it's just, everything is so, they just play so sound everywhere on the ice. It's, it's beautiful. The hockey's great. It's fast. Yeah. Fighting the crowds back. So all that too. And I'm saying, do any of these Canadian teams even have a like? Is, do they have a chance? Like, do they? Are these teams going to come in and steamroll them? But like you said, I, I don't know. They, Montreal can maybe do it. Right. That's that's the hot take right now, right? Well, Montreal's going to win, and they're going to get swept by Colorado or Vegas. Yeah. And, and I get that because they look like. I mean, the hockey's full crowds. Yeah. Flying around on the ice seems so much better, but. I don't know. Maybe maybe Montreal can get it done. They got a great goalie that's hot. And yeah, and they're getting more fans in their in their in their building too. If they if they win this series and they and again, who's to know that they're going to go there, uh, whether it's Vegas or Colorado, and you know they'll be excited to play in front. Nobody's going to tell me they're not going to be excited, even though you're the villain. You get to play in front of fifteen thousand people. Yeah, yeah, it'll be exciting. So yeah, that'll be exciting. We'll uh, maybe, maybe Winnipeg can muster something up uh, for tonight, and uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, Boston's tied one-one. I know that after one, and uh, the other game's just starting. So uh, tough series too. Hey, yeah, there's been been been. Uh, they're like that. They're like that mosquito that's flying around, and you can't. You know what I mean? You can't get rid of them. He's the, they're, 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 they're now actually. So wow. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So I'll be hey, we'll talk tomorrow night, and uh, yeah, well, thanks for coming on again. And uh, it was a nice show. So we'll talk to you after. Awesome, buddy. We'll see you after. I'll text you later. Yeah, you know. Bye. Take care.